You know, I did my very best this week to get a live sheep to bring with me to church tonight. I talked with several people I knew who had sheep, and uh, I talked with someone who works for Larry Sykes, and he has goats, and I said, no, that wouldn't do. Well, he said, what? They looked like you? What? But sheep are a very interesting animal, and I really got interested in them the other day when one of our students and I were talking, and he said, you know what I've done? I said, I have no idea, Jeremy. And he said, well, he said, uh, you know, I have a lot of land, and I got tired of paying taxes on them. So I decided that I would become a shepherd. And he said, and I went out and I bought some sheep. He said, it's the most interesting event in my life in many years. And he began to sit and tell me some of the stories he had with his sheep. And they were fascinated. And ever since then, I've been thinking about sheep. And I was thinking about what to talk about this evening. The 23rd Psalm has just been stirring in my heart. I think it is perhaps not only one of the most beautiful passages of Scripture, But I think very often when we look at it, we don't get the full meaning of it. It's interesting to me that when we think of the Bible, we see it beginning with Genesis and moving on toward Revelation. But that's not the way things really happened. Yes, Genesis is the book of beginnings. But when you get into Kings and Chronicles and some of the other Old Testament books, there were a lot of stuff going on. And during the times of some of these books, we have the prophets, Amos and Hosea, some of the others, who were prophesying at certain times in the history of Israel. And as I have been thinking about that, the Lord brought something into my life that was really wonderful. I discovered, and I'm not trying to be a Bible salesman because I I think that you all know that, but uh, I discovered what's called a one-year chronological Bible. So it begins with Genesis on the first day of the year, but then as you read through it, all of the narrative of the Bible is put together in a fascinating way. And as I thought about the 23rd Psalm, I said, well, I wonder when in the life of David it was written. I'd never thought of that before. So I went to the index, and I looked up the 23rd Psalm, and I saw when it, where it occurred in, in, in the scripture, and I also discovered something that was extremely fascinating. David wrote the 23rd Psalm near the end of his life. Somehow, I guess when I read it as the 23rd Psalm, it seemed that it may have occurred earlier in his life. But it's interesting to note that as he ended his life, a life that was filled with so many things that were unexpected, unanticipated, uncharted, and unusual, that he was reflecting back Here was someone who was a king, 
And yet as he was looking to his last days, he recalled his life as a shepherd. Isn't that amazing? And when he recalled his life as a shepherd, so many wonderful things must have welled up within his heart. And if you will, let me read this psalm to you this evening. And I have the New Living Translation. I like some of the ways that the uh, verbs and so forth are transferred, translated in here. And David wrote, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. There was one commentator who said, this is the he me psalm. In other words, the shepherd is the he, and the me is the sheep. And when I looked at it in that context, it opened up a whole new vision for me. I thought that it might be interesting, as I looked at this psalm, to just see what it was that helped David to recognize himself as a sheep with God as his shepherd. And it begins in verse 1 by saying, The Lord is my shepherd. Now in the time of David and during the writing of the Old Testament, there were 35 different recognizable gods that were worshipped by the period at that time in the world. And each one of those gods, though some overlapped, had a particular meaning and did particular things. There was the god of flies, and this god was called upon when people feared that they would be visited by hordes of flies and destroyed them. There was a god of fire, and this was the god that they would call upon when they needed to have some of their enemies destroyed by fire. And there was the god that was there in the Asher pole who would protect them, they thought, from different things. And all of these gods had a particular reason for their being called into existence. But none of the gods were a comforting god, were a protective god in the sense that David saw his God. And so as he began this psalm, he said, Thee, not a God, not some God, but the God. 
is my shepherd. And there's something powerful in the verb is, not will be, not might be, not should be, not could be, not would be. It didn't depend on whether I met certain standards, achieved certain goals, did some things that made God happy. Hopefully he would overlook some things that didn't make him happy. Not at all. No matter what, no matter where, no matter how, no matter why, the Lord is right now my shepherd. Isn't that wonderful? When you really stop to think of it, I am never out of the care of my shepherd. How beautiful is that? And as I continued to think about that, I said, you know, it's time that I do some research on sheep. Why is it that sheep need a shepherd? And I have some handouts for you this evening. I know it's unusual, but would somebody just kind of pass them out? Thanks, Eddie. Because I'd like to go over them with you and see if you can identify yourself as one of the sheep that needs God's protection. You see if you're mentioned or described in one of these sheep. In the first place, shepherds don't need sheep. Sheep need shepherds. Okay? And we find that shepherds pay careful attention to the fleece of their sheep. Now, the fleece, of course, is very important for a number of reasons. But if it gets too long, it becomes too heavy for the sheep, and the sheep can't travel. So it needs to be sheared. And it's not pleasant for either the sheep or the shepherd. But if it's neglected, it will not be able to travel with the flock. It'll become filled with burrs and weeds and manure and dirt. And so at a particular time, the shepherd will have to set a sheep aside to clean it up, to set it aside and make it ready to travel with the rest of the herd. It's unpleasant, but it's necessary. And there are some times in my life when my burden is too heavy and God has to set me aside and take care of my burden and release me from all of the trash that I pick up in my life. And it may not be pleasant, but it's necessary. And if God didn't do it, my fleece would become overpowering, overwhelming, and I would be laid aside. Then, Sheeps must be led to green pastures. They don't have an instinct, and they don't find green pastures on their own. In other words, if left to their own desires, they'll eat the grass until it is gone, till the roots are exposed and then the leaves die, and the nourishment is gone. So the shepherd has to continually move the sheep from one field to another. 
and find nourishment for them so they will maintain good health. Isn't it true that sometimes we try to nourish ourselves on things that really don't nourish us? Do we partake of something so long until it destroys us? Do we continue to bring things into our life? They're not nourishing, they're not healthy, they're not good for us. And that's why we need to go to God. We need to say, God, look at my life with me. You know, I can look at my life and not see anything wrong. But if I ask God to come alongside, to say, let's take what's going on, let's compare it to some of the teachings of your word, let's find out if there is a discrepancy. I have been feasting here and there, I have been watching this and that, and I have been reading other kinds of things. I've been nourishing myself by the things of the world and I get down to where there's nothing left that'll fill my soul with something that will sustain me. So unfortunately, we often try to nourish ourselves with things that aren't good. And that's another role of the shepherd. He steps in and says, whoops, wait a minute, that may taste good, but if you eat too much of it, it's going to destroy you. There's going to be nothing left to bring you life. And then sheep can't clean themselves. They get dirty and they stay that way until the shepherd cleans them up. They are not known to jump into water like other animals and bathe themselves. When they get dirty, if the shepherd cares for them, he'll wash them and they'll become as white as snow. And then there's another thing. They need to be led to the safety of their fold at night. If left to their own desires, they'll wander and wander and never come back to a place of security. And I don't know if that's true of you or not, but if left to my own desires, to my own interests, to the things that fascinate me, I will wander and wander and never get back to the core truth of the gospel. I can find so many things that are interesting, so many things that are intriguing, but so many of the interesting and intriguing things are empty. But God has a way of bringing me back to his fold and watching over me and saying, this is where you need to be to be protected. Come to the house of the Lord. Be with those who are like-minded, who are like you, where you are safe together, and you can call on my name. Then sheep need a shepherd who will protect them from predators who would destroy them, because sheep are defenseless. We, like sheep, can't withstand the attacks of Satan, but can overcome it and him and the things of this world if we allow the shepherd to protect us. If you've ever seen a sheep, they have no fangs, they have no claws, they have no hoofs, they aren't 
able to protect themselves in any way at all. And you know, when I get really honest and look at my life, I, I don't have a lot of ways to protect myself, to defend myself. You know, I am very frail at times. I'm weak at times. My mind is disturbed at times. And I need God to come alongside me, take care of me, to protect me from those elements of the world that would destroy me. And then if you look at the next page, sheep are not intelligent. You wouldn't know that by looking at a sheep, would you? But if you watched them very often, they don't have a lot of sense. But how many times in God's word are we admonished to seek godly wisdom, to trust God's word for guidance, to look to him for insight and to understand, to find counsel as paths for righteousness? You know, sheep are not cunning or crafty like other animals. And if they're left by themselves and they fall down, they can't even get up. The shepherd needs to go beside them and to lift them up. And how many times in life have we fallen into depths of despair and discouragement and depression and laid there until by the grace of God, he came and rescued us, lifted us up. We can lay and squirm and squalor and often resist help from the Lord, but he never gives up on us. And even though we sometimes refuse to follow his, his advice, not that we lack intelligence, but sometimes even when we have intelligence that comes from him, we don't use it to do what he would have us to do. Another thing that I believe is so important is that sheep, sheep need to learn to trust. When I talked to Jeremy about his flock of sheep, he said, you know, Larry, he said, when I first got these sheep and I put them in the pasture, he said they would get as far away from me as they could. And I would call them, and I would wait for them, and I would ask them to come, and I would plead with them. And he said they would stand there, and they would stare at me, and they would look at me, and they would get closer and closer but until they recognized that I was not going to hurt them, they wouldn't come and get close to me. We need to understand that God wants us to get close to him. But sometimes, really, in all that we say and all that we do and all that we think, it's difficult to trust God, isn't it? We know that he's there. We know that he's calling us by his name. But you know, when we face certain situations in life, we sort of, sort of turn into what the old CBs were, can do, or we're like the Nike commercials, just do it. And we set off on our own, not trusting in God, but trusting in ourselves, not responding to his call, but waiting and looking to ourselves seeing ourselves in our own strength, thinking that we can do it because, truly, we don't trust God. 
I heard someone speak the other day, and it troubled me deeply. And this preacher was saying, you know, we go to the doctor, and the doctor does lab work. He listens to our heart. He does an EKG. He tests our muscle strength. And he said, these are the facts. This is what's going on. And we put our faith in the facts. And we limit the greatness and the goodness and the grace of God by focusing on the facts instead of God. Okay? So learning to trust is not easy. My mother, years ago, continually reminded my brother and sisters and I that I hope God never makes life easy for you. It almost sounds like a curse, doesn't it? But she said, Larry, if life gets easy, you won't trust God. Isn't that true? So often we come up against hard things in life, and we don't have the ability to relax and let go. We don't have the confidence in God to believe that he's going to get me through this situation, that he's going to take care of me no matter, matter what. So we need to learn to trust the shepherd as sheep learn to trust a shepherd. And then this is a good one, isn't it? Sheep are directionless. If you turn them loose, they'll go in any direction. They'll go anywhere they see. And they'll run and they'll run and they'll run. But they get lost and they have no place to go. And so they wander constantly looking for guidance. Isn't that how some of us are? We look at life. We look at everything that's all around us. And we chase this and we chase that. And we look for this and we want that. We find that it leads no place. Nowhere helpful. Nowhere healthy. And that, to me, represents so many of us. We don't have godly direction in our life. We don't follow the paths of righteousness that lead us to the place where God wants us to be. And then, by nature, sheep are weak. They can't bulk up. So often, you know, I think if I just study a little more, if I just pray a little more, if I just read a little more, I'll get stronger in myself, but I can't do it. I think that my weakness is a wonderful gift from God. And I think one of the greatest lessons that God taught me was that verse that says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. And before I can understand what strength is, I have to recognize what weakness is. I have to realize that I can't do certain kinds of things. I have to realize my limitations. I have to understand that there are some things I can't do without God. So when all is said and done, that if I'm willing to go to God and say, Oh, God, I'm weak. God, I don't have strength. I don't have the resources to face what's going on in my life. And I admitted, God, that I can't do it without you then the shepherd is going to come alongside and take care of me. Then the final thing 
Is it sheep or restless? And they're restless for two reasons. One is for hunger. And when they get hunger, they begin to wander. And even though they may be in a green pasture, if they feel any pang of hunger, they'll walk off. But they need herding. They need to be kept together, to be brought together. And so often, you know, we hunger for things that aren't healthy, as I said earlier. But this is looking at it from another direction. So you see, when we get hungry, we may sometimes fill ourselves with things that are not helpful. helpful. Then finally, I thought this was very interesting. In the Middle East, there is a certain classification of bugs that are attracted to the head of sheep. And this is interesting. The bug will get in the crown of the sheep, and it will stay there. And unless the shepherd recognizes that bug, that bug will multiply and grow and eventually cover the eyes of the sheep and blind the sheep. Wow. So often we allow the things of this world, the bugs of this world, to blind us, don't we? We have no intention of that ever happening. Innocently, something lands in our life. And like a bug on the head of a sheep, it blinds us and keeps us from seeing what truly is. Well, that's a wonderful way of looking at me and my need for God. You know, it's really a precious symbol that David used in this psalm. It took someone who was really humble to say, you know, I have all of these needs in my life, but you, God, are my shepherd. And as Jesus said, you are the sheep of my pasture. And he said so often, this shepherd lays down at the door of the sheepfold to keep the sheep from wandering off. How precious is that to admit the fact that we are like sheep. We have all gone astray and we have turned everyone to his own way. There's one other statement about a sheep that is very touching to me. A sheep is the only animal that will not defend itself. Jesus pictured himself as a sheep, didn't he? When he was up against the enemies, he didn't defend himself, did he? He didn't strike out. He didn't strike back. He didn't become angry. He turned himself over to God. And he said, not my will, but thine. In our lives, we come to those places where it's so easy to strike out, to be angry, to defend ourselves, to attack others. But it never really works, does it? And when I look at Jesus 
and I saw how much he accomplished through living a life of love. It's a marvel to behold, isn't it? And if I can just keep my eyes on a sheep and a shepherd and look from one to the other, how much more blessed my life is going to be. There's so much to learn from a sheep. And we have so much to be thankful for that the Lord is our shepherd. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. It is so deep. It is so powerful. It is so overwhelming. Yet it's so very simple. Lord, you chose the simple things of this world to confound the mighty. We're not mighty, Lord, but open our eyes to the simple truth of the gospel to see what it is you want to do with us, to be willing to be willing to let you be our shepherd, to know that you will guide us, that you will guard us, that you will protect us, that you will be present with us, that you're before us and behind us and beside us. And whatever we need, Father, you as a good shepherd are not going to let us stray from you. If only we believe, so help our unbelief. In Jesus' name, amen.